0: You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, let's do this thing. Second hour of Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. If you missed the first hour, not too shabby. Not too shabby. We talked about Katie Hobbs getting booed at the University of Arizona basketball game and then leaving early. Uh, and then we talked about uh, the Americanness of the Tucson rodeo. That was very fun this weekend. We talked about the horribly pathetic hit piece by KVOA News on animal welfare using a video from a bunch of animal commies from literally 10, 11 years ago. And someone thought that was the basis of a story. Jeez shelly jackson shame on you and whatever 11 year old news director greenlighted that crap and then we had a great start discussion with liz she called up about the for the voluminous airings of tony davis about the people using too much water uh, up in the foothills and we also found out kazachik's district was number two ward and um you know, ignored things like fifty-two million gallons a year going into a, wa- a battery factory, uh, calling uh, unidentified leaks uh, "quote discretionary use" by the uh, by the users, and also then uh, the uh, the dictator of P- Pablo Slovakia, Paul Cunningham, uh, mentioned that the people that they're crying about in this four thousand. Uh, word a story to fill up half the Sunday paper. They just call it the Arizona Daily to- Tony Davis on a Sunday, right? Um, is only two percent of the users, so everyone needs to chill out. So all of Tucson's. Oh, and then Kevin Dahl said he had, he actually isn't a direct quote. It's not our job to get things done at the city of Tucson. Well, God bless you.
1: Accidental honesty. So.
0: As uh, Bill Murray said in uh, Stripes, I guess I shouldn't have drank that whole bottle of Formula 44D this morning. Now, a bunch of you have sent me this rumble video, the Twitter on this. And this is the story about um, that happened at an elections committee hearing. And Terry Joe Neff not Mary Glenn Hatcher. Mary Glenn Hatcher's over at the Green Valley News. Terry Joe Neff has been writing for quite a while for Loretta at the Arizona Daily Independent. So when I saw the, it was the Senate uh, elections, House Municipal Oversight and Elections Committee um, and I, then I said, well, who's on this committee? That'll be interesting. And I saw Sonny Borelli, Hernandez, Mendez, uh, Sundareshin, Bennett, Champ. And Champ was the lady who was, uh, she's on with Hoffman and uh, Kerr on the Director Nominations Committee. And then it's Wadsack and chaired by Wendy Rogers. So once I saw those two, oh, Oh, so great basically not so great human beings I said oh this should be good but it sounds like from this article by Wendy as uh, Terry Joe uh, maybe even Wendy didn't know remember we were, we were, we were making fun of, uh, of Katie Hobbs for not vetting her candidates sending them the Jake Hoffman and the crew I got a little bit of a feel here but let's see Um, it's a familiar occurrence this is Terry Joe in Arizona politics of late claims of copious amounts of evidence that have been compiled pointing towards election fraud and other crimes but the evidence hasn't turned over to law enforcement because they're they're now they are too in on the misconduct the scenario played out on February 23rd during a joint meeting of oh the Senate and House Municipal Oversights Committee So, uh, that has uh, Aguilar, uh, De Los Santos, Harris, Hernandez, Jonestown, Wadsack's, uh, little buddy, which is perfect. Culloden, Parker, Tarek Smith. Okay. Now, so I got Wendy Rogers, Wadsack and Jonestown. Just perfect.
1: Perfect.
0: Now, um... Although this time, lawmakers seem to be distancing themselves as far as possible from one of the presenters, Jacqueline Fine-Brager. During her 40 minutes on the microphone, Brager referred to dozens of people she names who have allegedly falsified deeds on file, all stemming from efforts going back decades by the Mexican cartels to influence Arizona politics. With the exception of Katie Hobbs and Adrian Fontes, Brager provided no evidence to support her claims, and what she claimed was evidence connecting Fontes and Harbs to the cartel conspiracy has been overwhelmingly discredited. But it's not just the elected or appointed officials on the list. Many of them are judges, attorneys, and police officers who just happen to have professional connections to an attorney for whom Brager works as a investigator that attorney john thaler is waiting a march 6 court date (laughs) in the maricopa county superior court where he is charged with the felony evading law enforcement he is also the subject of numerous complaints in mesa mesa municipal court over two years one of which he appealed and now being heard heard by another maricopa county judge thaler is also party of the three family court cases stemming from his former marriage Coincidentally, Oh, my God. His ex-wife was the central character in Brager's presentation to the legislative committee. Oh, my God. My brain hurts. Brager's an insurance agent. Stated that she had receipts to prove the ex-wife and her mother are involved in corruption, including lists of dozens of elected and appointed officials she asserts have been f- involved in falsified deeds. Those deeds, according to Brager's unsworn deeds quote, testimony at a recent committee meeting were in support of bribes associated with cartels intended to influence Arizona politics or facilitate money laundering. Wow. So back to, this is still Joan F. So how did Brager come to be given the open microphone to make her public accusations to a meeting of lawmakers who were told they would be hearing about election matters? According to Wendy... Rogers, Wendy Rogers. I hear she's good, according to Donald. Oh, so great. Um, it was Rep. Representative Liz Harris who asked several weeks ago to hold an elections presentation. This was approved. Um, Rogers, uh, let's see. This was approved. Rogers said in a written statement released Sunday by both chambers to take place on the twenty third. Um, Harris invited Brager, this according to Rogers, who was described during her presentation as, quote, an expert witness called to testify about election fraud. However, Brager's comments were not given under oath. Um, quote, any claims as serious as those presented to us should have been immediately turned into Arizona law enforcement officials and not before, brought before the legislature. This was not the appropriate venue which we can potentially be criminal. So even Wendy Rogers. So what I'm hearing now is Wendy Rogers got hoodwinked by Liz Harris. And even Wendy Rogers said, if there really is all of this, uh, this idea of fraud and connection to cartels, and why are you bringing Shouldn't this, why didn't you give this to law enforcement?
1: Well, that would be the natural right thing.
0: Right. That's what right. I'm sure she'll say that the, the police are in on it too. Right that's what I'm sure that'll be the well they're they're, they're, they're paid off by the cartel also um, let's see uh, the senator's statement added there was no indication of any people named by Brager quote had child charges filed had prosecution spending or any convictions made against them but if Rogers hoped to quell the outcry about how she allowed the meeting to be hijacked by a clearly unvetted speaker it did not work um, choo, 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 choo. Let's see. She let that rot out there for 72 hours, Rogers. That's my words. And then when she did comment, it was Sunday evening. Um, others were quick to note that Wendy Rogers failed to offer even the slightest of apologies to people whose reputations and possibly their jobs are in the crosshair because of the public platform Brager was provided by Rogers. Ask Wendy Rogers what she did to Steve Smith when she ran against him in Congress and let her know if she really cares about someone's feelings or things like that. Just, just to let you know. In fact, Rogers leaves open the possibility Brager's comments were legitimate despite no proof they are. She noted, quote, if any of the allegations presented are in fact true and there's evidence to support these claims, claims, the legislature most certainly is not the proper authority to pursue charges. there's a lot more to this but I again when people sent me the original video of the testimony right and again I got it we hate that what the way the 2022 elections went I got it I got it and I don't know if this is again this is this is back to all of this stuff right I need proof I need like real proof and if we're going to bang on Wendy, sorry, uh, Katie Hobbs, I don't know if you know she's a racist. Uh, for p- sending Doctor Cullen, and then the D.E.S. lady, right? No, Department of Administration lady. Yep. I apologize. Department of Administration. Totally unprepared and un- and just not ready for prime time. We have to c- we have to crap on Wendy Rogers for the same thing, right? And what happened was Wendy Rogers, of course, when Liz Harris said, "Oh, I got this." And it was actually if you read Rendy, if you wa- I remember watching the video a little bit this morning of the actual testimony and Wendy Rogers reading the agenda item for this lady to talk, it's amazingly broad. It could be about anything. Even though it says the word elections and blah blah blah.
1: So the bad thing about this,
0: yes,
1: if it turns out to be um false, inaccurate, baseless. Right. Look who you're giving the moral high ground to, Katie Hobbs. I mean, come on. It's the same thing with these idiots that went into uh Nancy Pelosi's office. Now you give some uh, somebody who's wrong about everything the moral high ground. Correct. Right? I just don't get it.
0: Uh, one of our friends up in Phoenix, uh, who works around the Capitol, let's just say that after the breger testimony in that back room among the v- legislators was not a pleasant environment, and memories will be long time forgetting. Some people's legislation will be buried forever. Um. So, again, I, I just... Slow clap. Yeah. Slow clap. You know, when I... And, again, so when I first saw this, a bunch of you like, oh, smoking gun. They had that smoking gun thing. Because I know a lot of you are like, there's got to be some reason other than we had crap candidates and no money.
1: I saw five probably different things coming across whatever, feeds, news feeds, whatever, over the course of the weekend. And every time I would check it, I mean, the, the source was like some blog. Yeah, well, well, Good
0: luck. Well, in the moment I saw that it was a Wendy Rogers Wadsack uh, Jonestown committee, I, I'm already going to start a little bit in the, uh, you know, hmm, a little bit of the pessimistic part of the world. If you want to talk about this, give us a call, 790-2040. I do want to move on to uh, – I want to do this this hour – Uh, It was a video of a debate that happened uh, before. It was in the fall, but it was about the mainstream media.
1: And if we're really lucky, I may be able to play it for you. Oh, that's very, very lucky.
0: (laughs) I'll have a backup story ready to go.
1: I know you always do.
0: This this is an Ed Alexander nightmare right now. Matt has the blue screen, and it says restarting, and it just keeps doing the little the little eu circles going little stars going around so
1: i've got plan b as soon as i uh, as soon as i get this started
0: hashtag pray for esq so you're on wake up tucson ten thirty of the voice local news and talk all right welcome back to wake up tucson uh bill many has many have passion and that's great but if you don't have the discipline to bring the facts to the table you're being trapped by your own irrationality Thank you much. Um, Matt, I'm going to do one more story to give you, and then I'll give you some time to find my, uh, my YouTube video for next, uh, segment. Is that okay? That'll work. Okay. Uh, let's stay up in Phoenix. Um, so David Livingstone, um, David Livingstone, I, uh, I presume, um, thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, so he has more questions about, he's a, of course, a, a state, uh, state representative David Livingston. He has some questions because, um, Katie, uh, racist Katie has been, uh, accused of stonewalling the lawyers and legislators who like to know what she did with the million dollars of private funds she raised for her inaugural celebrations. Now, according to the House Appropriations Committee Chair David Livingston, a recent disclosure by Hobbs revealed that the state inaugural fund <laughs> Too good. This is too good. So remember, Katie raised a million bucks for a party. Now, I think I, this, this, there's two things here.
1: A yes, and a half? A million and a half, that's true. And she spent like $75 she charged people to come.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. So it gets so that this is where the beautiful. Are. So she raises over a million dollars. You know, uh, how much was APS in for?
1: Quarter mil? Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay, I'm sure TEP
0: had to be in there for at least ten thou or something. We'll look it up.
1: I bet you for so. your admission. I bet you it was shrimp rings.
0: Oh, uh, I No, well, yeah. So you had to pay to get in, which was seventy-five to a hundred bucks to get in. Okay. So here's, so check this out. So I just want to get, get, let's get all our, let's get all our, or just a little math. I know I got a couple minutes here. I went a little late on the other one. Okay. Is so a million and a half raised charged 80 bucks a plate or whatever to get in. Right. She then magically announces she's got a half mill in her back pocket to run for Democrats to get the majority in the, in the house and Senate
1: to flip the legislature,
0: right? And according to the chair of the Appropriations Committee, according to her disclosure, the state inaugural fund lacks sufficient funds to pay the outstanding uh, invoices.
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: I mean, so she's stiffing the vendors. <laughs> so, I mean, think about that. I mean, first of all, that it, is so awesome. It wasn't even that great of a party. All right. She charged you 80 bucks a pop to get in. She said she's got a half mil that just came out of nowhere for a, uh, state legislative election fund for 2024. And according to her disclosure, she can't pay the bills. That is awesome. I mean, now, according to the, uh, n- the campaign manager for the 501 C four nonprofit social welfare organization that put on the party. How's that for a stretch? Did
1: you did you say nine zero one two five?
0: Oh, here we go. Just 501C. play it. Just play it. Let's go. Just play the music when we come, or don't play the music or hit the button. Jeez, here we go. According to the nine zero one two five nonprofit social, think about it, the nonprofit social welfare organization put on the party. So they only spent two ten on the party. They raised a million and a half. They charge eighty bucks a pop. Magically she has a half a mil in her back pocket for elections. Oh, and she can't pay her bills. It's a true Democrat, huh? <laughs> wow. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show, ten thirty the voice, local news and talk, America's greatest band. Now, World's Greatest Man, sorry. Now, uh, so this is a this thing called the Monk Debate. It's out of Toronto, out of, out of a university. And this is a, a debate about mainstream media. It was in fourth quarter of last year. And so some of the human beings that participated in that, first of all, there was Matt Taibbi, not Matt Naibbi, uh, but Matt Taibbi. And he's the guy who wrote for Rolling Stone for 15 years, covered a lot of the post-2008, Uh, financial crisis and a lot of the shenanigans that had to do with that then uh there is a guy named uh douglas murray writes for the new york post and the spectator then there was on the other side of the debate was this pompous man named malcolm gladwell new yorker and something a book called revisionist history yeah and michelle goldberg from the new york times So the way the monk debate works is they put put the question up at the beginning of the debate, and then the the people who are attending the debate vote which way they thought about it, all right? So the question was, be it resolved, don't trust the mainstream media, unquote. And so at the beginning of it, uh, 52% voted against it 48-4 so 52% of the room disagreed with don't trust the mainstream media so Matt Taibbi was great Malcolm Gladwell was amazingly pompous and the straw man arguments that he came up with were just wow wow but this guy Douglas Murray he is a sharp puppy so I want you to, I want to play a couple. I want you to, they're, they're very short little spurts, but I, we're going to hit three of these things. So Matt, let's start off with, this is Malcolm's first. Now, if, if you're a part of the mainstream media right now, you got to shut off the radio. This is, this is going to hurt. Well, Dan Shearer can handle it. He's an adult. So I'm talking about, you know, the Timmy Stellar blue checks of the world. You don't want to hear this. So we're going to start off with Douglas Murray's first rebuttal. I can't play his first. He he quotes. He quotes uh, someone who wrote for the Toronto Star about the tr- the truckers' situation with. Uh, Trudeau calling him, and he goes and, and, and he said Trudeau did everything you're supposed to do according to the leftist handbook to dis- uh, kind of denigrate which is you're a racist homophobe Nazi anti-Semite blah 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 he even said anti-Semite even though one of the leaders of the truckers rally was Jewish but why let facts get in the way of all this so I just thought the way Douglas he's, he's English comes off beautifully smarmy Let's do it.
2: Let's have your rebuttal. Thanks very much. I'm delighted you went to the protest. I'm sorry, I was on another story at the time. Um, And I'm delighted that you reported honestly, since you didn't report Matt's comments honestly tonight. And the last time you were on this stage with Jordan Peterson, you didn't report his comments accurately either. Um, He's talking about Malcolm Gladwell. Let me address the, 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 the main point that, that has come out from the other side, which is that the mainstream media has frailties. Sure, it has frailties. And nobody is saying that non-mainstream media don't have frailties. Of course they do. The simple proposal in front of the audience tonight is whether or not you can trust the mainstream media. That is that you don't need anything else. You don't need any other information from elsewhere. You You can just turn on CBC in the evening and you know you've got your stuff. You can pick up the New York Times, the Washington Post in the morning and you know that there's no spin on the story. It's absolutely accurate reporting. I was interested by Malcolm's story about himself Because I wonder, Malcolm, if you hadn't have been yourself, whether you would have got that call from a journalist. I wonder if you weren't yourself, if you weren't a New York Times bestselling author, if you didn't speak to audiences like this. I wonder if you were just an ordinary member of the public who'd been grossly defamed in the mainstream media, whether they'd have bothered with you. I'd submit no. Because time and again, that's been shown to be the case. Now, look, as I say, you don't have to believe this evening that that you should never read the mainstream media. at all. What we're simply saying, among other things, is, firstly, the mainstream media isn't the mainstream media that it used to be when we were all, sorry, some of you are a lot younger, but when most of us were growing up, okay? It's just not the same thing. It's running for money, it's running for, for cash, it's running for ratings and much more. It's just a different mainstream media, and you do need, outside sources in that. You do need upstart blogs. You don't only need them, you don't need only rep- read them, but you do need them. The second thing is, again, I come back to it, if the mainstream media today wants to put a spin on a story, they can do it all the way. Look at what happened the other day with the Colorado gay bar shooting in America. Again, we're in Canada, I don't want to talk just about America. Look at this, an appalling event. Somebody goes up and shoots up a gay bar. Whole load of the media start talking about the right wing, about the, the, the right wing shock jocks who've caused this. They go on and on about it day after day until, oh, it turns out the man taken into custody is non binary. Story disappears. That would have been a really interesting story to keep on at. But it just goes away because the narrative isn't the one that the mainstream media wanted. It's too complex. So I applaud you, Michelle, when you go and find complex stories and you explain the complexity. But that's not the habit of the mainstream media anymore.
0: (laughs) So let's go to his second, uh, second rebuttal and then we'll play his closing statement. So Murray's second rebuttal. Yep, that's the one.
1: Okay, Douglas, let's have your uh, second rebuttal.
2: Thank you. Um- Would that they were still interested in that nuance, Michelle. Would that they were. Um, Malcolm Gladwell said we need to define mainstream media. If we haven't, it's because I spoke to the organisers before this tonight saying, are we going to spend the whole of the debate debating what the mainstream media definition should be? And they assured me not. But we can do. Let me do it in shorthand. The mainstream media, in my view, would be, for instance, things like government-subsidised media that say what the government wants them to say. (laughs) I would say that it was the legacy media, the newspapers we used to trust once and we don't trust anymore, the ones that used to be the papers of record and which have slowly descended into just partisan hackery of whatever their own particular peccadilloes are that month. Malcolm, Daily did a Star. a little nasty uh, jab there. I noticed that Matt, by trying to pretend that Matt Taibbi <laughs> is desperate for the era of white men in broadcasting, takes a certain hutzpah to make that hey, Matt, claim. But just I do re-
0: <laughs> So what he's talking about in the beginning, Matt Taibbi, from usually from he was Rolling Stone for 15 years. He has his own Substack. He's the guy, one of the two people that um, Elon Musk gave the Twitter files for, and he's rolling that out right now now what he said was he talked about you know so many decades ago the most trusted person in america was not a politician or uh you know whatever it was walter cronkite right and so that was his statement there was a point in time where mainstream media was this unbelievably trusted human being and of course malcolm gladwell goes after him and says oh you want to go back to the days this all, all he said was again There was a media person, mainstream media as a trusted, most trusted person in America. And Gladwell goes after and goes, sounds like Matt just wants to go back to the era of news where they represented no one from black, female, homosexual, all the various demographics were not being represented. That's what Matt wanted. And that's what Douglas is defending here. So sorry, Matthew. Thank you for doing that
2: reason why that is the case with that. I don't think that you are hankering desperately for a world of white news presenters. We've only just met, but you didn't give off that vibe to me. Um, And when Malcolm says, you've got to get your story right, guys, uh, I know it's easy for a cheap laugh line, but I don't see why we do. We're two very different people with very different uh, careers, interests, and much more. We've trodden very different paths across very wide swathes of this planet. And we don't need to get our story straight for you, or for this audience tonight, or be in lockstep. Differences of opinion, including on the same side, used to be cherished. Thank you. I could do like more, but
1: I'll leave. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Okay, let's get our All right, last let's, uh, let's, let's rebuttal do the, uh, Malcolm, Let's minutes. do the closing uh, uh, statement, Matt,
0: of uh, Douglas Murray. That's the one. Thank you, sir.
1: Now, going to go to Douglas. Same opportunity, three minutes on the clock.
0: Well, Malk. (laughs) All right, so stop for a sec. So, sorry, what do you, what, so what happens Um, is part of Malcolm Gladwell being a jerk in this, he started calling Douglas Murray Doug, right? Even though he doesn't go by Doug, he was just being a jerk. So that's why he refers to him as Malk. So.
2: I'm going to try to take this more seriously than you did in your endless creation of straw men which just is ceaseless this evening um, and address what I think is the real problem we have in our century in terms of information technology having different opinions is so 20th century this century we have different facts and it's lethal It's absolutely lethal for the functioning of society. And if you want to see how lethal it is, look at the situation in America. Where not just the media, but every institution, the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, the, the, the Supreme Court, every institution, you decide whether it's for your side or not. It's disastrous for society. But it starts with the facts. And when the facts go wrong or you become glib about them, or decide that it's just the facts that will suit your side, or pretend you're playing a game of honesty and are not actually playing a game of honesty. Everything else in the society can go to hell. This side has not been saying any of these straw men that you've been so kindly creating this evening, Malcolm. We've been saying that the mainstream media cannot be trusted That is all. We're not saying don't read it, I repeat. We're not saying don't absorb it. Of course, you'd be an idiot to say that. What, you think we're only gonna read substacks for the rest of life? There's not even time. (laughs) (laughs) But the mainstream media is currently failing. It is failing you, the public. It is failing its employees. It's failing at its central task quoted one example of what journalism was meant to consist of. I would quote another, what George Orwell said. It's on his statue outside the BBC. Sadly, the employees do not read it every morning before going in. But but George Orwell famously said that the job of a journalist was to tell people facts they don't want to hear. The problem we have in our century coming up is that people will be paying for and absorbing only the facts they want to hear. The argument we are making is one of hygiene, basic hygiene in the media, in the mainstream media. I don't want to blow it up. I don't want an end to it or anything like it. I spent a significant amount of my life in the mainstream media. We just want it to be honest. We just want it to be factual. We don't want it to chase its own prejudices. We just want it to speak truth, whatever that is. That's not so radical.
0: there you go just play that last uh, two minutes for the kids at the University of Arizona Journalism School right you're supposed to chase the facts right not just chase the chase the facts that serve your narrative Um, so remember I told you at the beginning the the resolution was quote be it resolved don't trust the mainstream media and at the beginning of it it was 52% said you should trust the mainstream media Uh, By the time Douglas and Matt did their work and the asinine Malcolm gladwell blither blathered, 67% voted in favor of the resolution of not trusting the media. Let's let's go to break, Matthew. We come back. I got a few reflections on this, and then uh, we got to get to this story about... um, Hanson put about the uh, Arizona Bowl and Pac-12 streaming. I want to get to that before it's over. Get it going. Here we go little queen give me the prize wake up tucson 10 third of the voice local news and talk Seven fifty-two in the morning cpd uh, uh officer uh, nate foster az cops coming up in the third hour he'll be about 8 ish dr d filippo had some meetings in uh, phoenix so she could not make it for her regular monday but she'll be ball guns a blaring don't want, don't you worry don't you worry. I uh, got some fun food Fridays coming up. Uh, ben from Vine Bovine coming up on Friday, followed up by Fatima from Incas Peru, and then uh, Vero's Italian Bakery with St. Joseph Zeppoli, which are going to be uh, available on March 1st, and then Shish Kebab House after that, and then I think Rocco after that. So the hits keep on coming, as we like to say. Now, um... I, I, every time I see this uh, name of the George the Pac12 commission guy uh, guy Kleavkov it always reminds me it's like some Russian spy you know what I mean Klavkov. eliminate 007 immediately So you it's know, number 3 so, huh? <laughs> so excuse me The Pac12 is, you know, we talked about this with Larson last week, right, is this whole idea that we're gonna, we're gonna go streaming. We're gonna be on Apple, maybe be on Apple, or no one will watch it, right? Imagine if you're in a secondary sport and, and somehow, you know, you're, you know, the basically uh, at that point, your mom and dad, if you play for U of A volleyball or something, will get Apple just to watch your games. And that's about it. Um, so what was interesting though is he talked about um, when you go streaming because it's just not there yet for everybody you're gonna limit the amount of people that are gonna watch it. So some friends of mine who are involved with the Arizona Bowl they're like yeah bro because it's streaming man we know exa- it's not on that that old-fashioned TV crap bro right? we can tell exactly who's watching it, where they're from and blah 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 and don't get me wrong we're in Tucson right, I mean we're experts at shining turds, I mean this is this is what we do I got it okay so according to Hanson 130,000 people watch the Arizona Bowl online you say well that's that's kind of a That's kind of a nice... Maybe some of you thought... Maybe you thought streaming, that'd be higher than you thought. Right? But then, he brings over the lowly Independence Bowl. I think that's Shreveport. Beautiful Shreveport. Louisiana Lafayette versus the Houston... Mark Van Buren's Houston Cougars. Matt, did you see the number of people that watched the lowbrow... Independence Bowl, apparent compared to the Arizona Bowl's one hundred thirty-five
1: million. I there was a lot of people, Two and a half million. Yeah, mil. a lot of people.
0: So for the lowest crap bowl on ESPN on the ESPN TV. was that, was
1: that the old Avocare Bowl? I think it was possibly. Yeah, I think it was right. Where you can rent the high school to play your um, correct fight song.
0: Greg Byrne again got us again. Greg Byrne, Greg Byrne. Now. Everything's going smoothly over at Alabama. Oh, wait a minute. That's true. So, two point four million for the lowly Independence Bowl. Two point four million compared to one hundred thirty thousand at the on the barstool online thing. Now again, any port in the storm. That's where we're at in this town when it comes to de- business development any port in the storm. Right? That's where we're at. It's closing time.
1: Let's cue uh, Councilwoman Ulick about we can't negotiate from our knees. We won't. Correct.
0: No, no, sorry. She declared that they weren't. Yeah, yeah. Negotiating from their knees.
1: But that's the way it ends up happening.
0: I mean, in the end, Tucson is the lonely single at the end of the night as the bar's closing. The beer goggles are strong. You're feeling a little lonely. And you have that one-night fling with that human being. You probably shouldn't have had it. But you know something? What else are you going to do? So again, when my friends at the Arizona Bowl go, you know, and of course, you know, when people from the different teams watch it and the Barstool guys are being smarmy about the people who play for their teams... What are we doing here? So in the end, the Arizona Bowl was create. The only reason you would have a bowl, right? Raising money for nonprofits always important, especially in a town as horrible as Tucson, right? When it comes to the working porridge is destroyed in this town. And then the number two thing is that you want hotel rooms filled during Christmas because they're empty. That's why you have a bowl game. Betsy will tell you in the old days when we used to have the old Copper Bowl, you'd fill some hotel rooms, teams, media, fans, all that stuff. That's why we have it. Make some money for our partners out there. And uh, but I was I was I was I was uh, taken back a little bit that the lowly Independence Bowl, two point four million compared to the hundred thirty thousand, and we're the only bowl that's not on TV.
1: Right. And so, I think the best setup they had was CBS because they got out of the ESPN cookie cutter mold. Yep. Yep. They got to choose their own destiny. They got to pick the, the day and time of day so that they chose a time of day that was advantageous for us instead of doing it at eight o'clock at night and everybody freezing. Uh, so, anyway, that, that who, was the best setup.
0: Who was the sponsor prior to Barstool?
1: Uh Nova Home Loans, right? Oh, that's right. Wasn't that right? Yeah, I yeah. wasn't
0: sure if there was one between Nova and I
1: think it was Nova, yeah. Okay. All right.
0: When we come back, I'm gonna have uh we got Officer Nate Foster will be here 8 15. Uh we're gonna do a little we're gonna do a little talk about snowpack after Matt said it wasn't gonna snow this weekend and it was a blizzard yesterday. No, I'm just kidding, Matt. Just kidding. Uh, and then uh, Woody Harrelson just literally limited any roles he's going to get in Hollywood the rest of his Boy life. Why did he
1: ever? Oh, wow!
0: I mean, he's in trouble. I mean, Fauci
1: is pissed. Don't go on an open mic when you've had a little uh, smoke.
0: Bud Foster does a meeting uh, a story about economic indicators, and George Hammond soft softballs this community one more time. <laughs> Now, I don't know if Marshall Vest is dead, flight but uh, can we bring Marshall back? Because George Hammond just won't, will not, will not give these people reality. Punxsutani fell
1: at this point.
0: <laughs> You're on Wake Up Tucson, 10th of the Voice, local news. Oh.